The funny thing about recording these episodes in this new way that we're doing them, where we record them, I mean, we're rec- right now we're recording on a Thursday night, and so typically we've been recording on Thursday nights, and then over the weekend I will edit the podcast and then release it now on Tuesdays. I mean, that's just been the last couple of weeks. You know, it's been a little irregular since Miranda has started kindergarten and my schedule has changed. But, uh, tip, you know, before that, we were recording them on Tuesday nights and I would edit them right after we were done. And then I would <clears throat> schedule them and uh, release them on Wednesday mornings. And so now I have a little bit more time, but also we are discussing things before they're announced and then there's also this like huge gap between when the episode is released and when it goes up and you know because we're talking about news there's going to be things that we miss out on and one of the things notably uh that we discussed in the last episode in the recording and uh in between when we recorded it and when the episode went up was the criterion collection flash sale it was uh, it was pretty funny. I mean, I I think the night before th- there were more signs leading towards Criterion doing the flash sale, and we talked about uh, there not being a flash sale for a good couple minutes in the episode, which I ended up cutting out. But it was so funny to have that uh, you know that moment on Monday where I was like, I was editing, I was in the middle of editing the podcast, and the flash sale went up, and I was like, all right, here we go, and cut cut all this out. Well, we clearly, you know, pushed it over the top. <laughs> it was actually in the episode, and that was what did it, I think. Yeah. I mean, their their ears were burning. Exactly. Um, so, and then, you know, right after we, we like, the day after we recorded uh, the episode, you know, there were, like, the, the new Criterion titles went up, uh, the new Arrow titles went up over the weekend, new Twilight Time titles went up, and so... All these all these things came out that, you know, if we were recording closer to the release date, uh, we would have been able to talk about them in a more timely fashion. But we can talk about them tonight before, though, uh, before we talk about any news, I do want to do a little bit of follow up on a couple of things. Uh, One is that Miranda and I are watching or Miranda more specifically is watching lots more Teen Titans Go. Nice. And uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to the Warner Archive Blu-ray of Teen Titans Go because that Blu-ray looks so good and this show is so funny. I really hope that anyone out there who is a fan of animation or, uh, you know, superhero comic book cartoons that you give this show a shot because it is really funny. It is really well animated and the Blu-ray just looks gorgeous. Yeah, I should have. I... May have come off like I wasn't a huge fan of the show last time we talked about it, and I'd like to back up and say the same. Sort of echo your sentiment about that Blu-ray. It looks gorgeous. Hats off to Warner Archive for and for, for doing it. And also, let's have some more. How yeah, about that? I know. So we are about. We I think we're still on the first disc. The Blu-ray is two discs, which contains the entire first season, each. Half of the season is like 26 episodes. So there is, there are three seasons currently, I think, or maybe they're in their fourth season right now. But uh, the second season is available on DVD, but no Blu-ray. So 
I just wanted to put this out there. So anyone out there who is perhaps at all interested in this, maybe go watch some YouTube clips of Teen Titans Go. And if you like what you see, go order that Blu-ray so that we can uh, show the Warner Archive that there is still uh, an interest in this show on Blu-ray that we can get season two. And more Batman Beyond while, while, they're, while they're in there rooting around with the animation. Uh, Brave and the Bold. Sorry, that's what I meant. My but bad. I would I would not uh, turn down a Batman Beyond Blu-ray. <laughs> Although I was just looking at the... Uh, maybe you have Batman Beyond on the brain because of that 99 cent sale. I think uh, that's actually what did it now that I... <laughs> I looked at the, those episodes on Voodoo. They're 99 cents an episode right now on Voodoo, but they don't have HD versions there. It's all SD. Yeah, that was the bummer. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and so I don't know, like, if that even, if that show even exists in HD at this point, or if there's still, if they're just, like, tape masters around. I don't know. But, uh, I, I would love for, you know, all of the old Batman, sh- you know, Batman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond. I would love all that stuff to get uh, upgraded to Blu ray obviously. And Miranda's obsession with Teen Titans Go has now extended. There's now like, we've, we've started checking out books from the library. There's little chapter books uh, of the characters from the show and, um, you know, little like learn to read books and, and comics and things like that. So we are surrounding ourselves with uh, the characters from the show. Nice. I think there's a movie on voodoo that we have like, Teen Titans in Tokyo or something like that. So there was, um, I think that might be a previous like iteration of the show. Ah. Because there is a Teen Titans. Um, uh, what was it? So there's a Teen Titans show. Oh, t- from 2003, I think. And then, it, which is like the same group of characters, but it's a different style of animation. And, that one lasted for like five seasons and then it became, I think then it became Teen Titans Go. Um, and there's also obviously like Young Justice, which is, you know, kind of connected to this. There is actually, I think, like a Teen Titans Go uh, Powerpuff Girl like crossover movie thing, I think is what I remember looking up online. You know, what's funny is I was just talking to my wife about this and, uh, I thought this would be like kind of an interesting topic uh, before we get into things. But so Miranda like is we we're, we're moving from thing to thing. Like we're moving from Pokemon now to Teen Titans go because, you know, we're, we've run out of new episodes of the seasons that we were watching. And this kind of happened before Pokemon with uh, my little pony. You know, we watched all of that show and then we ran out of episodes. And so we moved on to something else. And, um, this seems to happen, you know, every couple of months is like we find a new thing, we plow through all of it and then move on to the next thing. And I was thinking that it's very interesting that Miranda has kind of grown up in a way with media and movies and shows and things where she um, doesn't ever want to rewatch something like she. Uh, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week and like rewatching old stuff, but she never asks to watch a movie that she's already seen. Um, and she never has like even things like frozen. Like she, and, and you know, I know so many kids and parents and things like, or, you know, stories of kids from other parents where they talk about how, you know, 
all their kid wants to do is rewatch you know, <laughs> some movie over and over and over again, and they just like never get bored of it, and they they could just watch it on repeat. And I have never experienced that with Miranda. Interesting. I mean, mine is a mix of stuff, but she definitely will watch certain things over and over. Um, she goes in phases, but but that's interesting that she's a she's a no repeat person. I, I and I think it might be because we're just so like saturated with different things to watch, like you know having walls or you know shelves <laughs> and shelves of yeah. things. And, you know, having the seemingly endless supply of things on Netflix and Amazon and Hulu, she she knows that there's always some other thing to watch. And <laughs> so funny, like the uh, the other day in the morning before school, I think we were um, she wanted to watch more Teen Titans and I put on the TV and then I was like, well, let's just see what's on PBS right now. And it was like Daniel Tiger was on. And she used to love Daniel Tiger so much. And I guess sometimes with, with shows on PBS, she would rewatch episodes if it was like, this is it. This is what they're showing. So you have to watch this or it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did not want to watch Daniel Tiger. She was like, <laughs> she was like, no way. We're watching Teen Titans right now. Wow. So Girl knows what she wants. She, do- she do- definitely does. So did you end up buying anything from that Criterion flash sale? Yeah, I got um, the alt. Well, I got two Altmans. I got McCabe, and then I got the player, which I had been meaning to get. And then I also got Woman in the Dunes. So those are my three. Try to go light. Yeah, uh, I didn't buy anything this time, although I was considering it. But I talked myself out of it just because the Barnes and Noble flash sale or Barnes and Noble sale is right around the corner, and there are a few things that I want to buy. And so I'll just wait until that just to see if like, you know, there are any coupons to stack on top of the discount. And so, uh, you know, get things like slightly cheaper than what I would have got it during the flash sale. Yeah. I probably should have waited because then I could have gotten shortcuts in addition and had three Altmans. Um, but maybe I'll, maybe I'll order something from the flash sale too. I mean, from the Barnes and Noble sale. So a couple of other things before we get into the news for the week. Um, I'm very curious to hear, as a bit of follow-up, how the Marx Brothers Blu-ray turned out for you. Uh, good. Um, I have watched Animal Crackers and Part of Horse Feathers. Um, I, got, I, I didn't get as dedicated to it as I thought. The review discs creeped in there and stopped me a little bit, but... Um, I told it looks you know considerably better, and I'm still kind of really jazzed about just having the set. You know, just really excited about it. Did you show it to your daughter? Not yet. Uh, I did watch with, with my son uh, Animal Crackers, and he he's seen all the movies in that set um, from years ago. But it was super neat to have <clears throat> to just tell him like, hey, I got I got Marx Brothers on Blu-ray, and he you know, he was actually excited about it and to drag him away from the computer, um, to watch an old Marx brothers movie that he's already seen. I, I took his kind of victory. So yeah, <laughs> but it was super fun cause it was, you know, sort of nostalgic for me and him cause, uh, we watched those years ago and they're still funny. You know, there's so many great scenes in a- animal crackers. Um, 
where I was just like, oh man, I love this movie. One other thing that I ended up watching over the past few days was the new Tarzan movie. Um, Legend of Tarzan? I've already forgotten what the name of this new one is. Yes, indeed. Okay, so have you seen Legend of Tarzan? Uh, I've seen about half of it. What did you think of that? Did you stop watching it because you didn't like it? No, uh, I mean, I didn't hate it. It was... um, Raven and I started watching it at one point, um, and it was on a Saturday, and I think we ended up having to go do something, so we had to stop, and then we just kind of never came back to it. <laughs> so, I mean, um, I want to finish it at some point, but what what did you think? Um, I'm kind of conflicted about it. There are some pretty cool things, like elements of it. Um, some of the performances are fun. Like Samuel L. Jackson is obviously always fun. Um, some of the performances are just like, you know, like Alexander Skarsgård, he is an interesting character to play. Like his accent, not the greatest. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some points I was like, what accent are you trying to do right now? Because it doesn't <laughs> sound like... Anyway, uh, but that wasn't necessarily a deal breaker. Um, and there, you know... There are some elements that you kind of just have to accept when you watch a Tarzan movie um, just because of who the character is and what their that history is. And, you know, you can't really change some things about Tarzan if you're making a Tarzan movie. And I get that. Um, there are some like racial elements of the movie of just the of Tarzan in general that, you know, you can't change without maybe you can i don't know maybe that maybe things aren't so ground into into stone but i guess if you're trying to make a tarzan movie then you can't change the fact that maybe he i don't know i don't know if there, if anyone has ever tried to make like a black tarzan movie or um or if that would just change fundamentally the story because he's a white character in africa um but i would love to you know be proven wrong and have there be like a black uh, tarzan movie out there somewhere um the 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 racial elements of like you know um, him being this kind of like progressive, not progressive, but he's very, you know, like, um, you know, anti-slavery and, you know, fighting against this, like this uh, country, you know, um, coming in to enslave, you know, the people there and, and you know, steal all the, the diamonds and whatnot. Um, There's an interesting, you know, politics involved with it. Some of the effects looked pretty good. Some of the animals looked better than others. Um, I kind of liked. I don't, did you get to the part where there was the, the hippo, like charging through the water? Uh, maybe. I can't remember. I can't remember honestly. That's okay. Um, the, I thought that was like one neat moment that kind of was, like, so anticlimactic, but. Uh, you know, it was cool to see a hippo like being this wild monster that everyone always talks about them being like these the most dangerous animal in Africa is the hippo. And, you know, there's like this one scene where you get to see a taste of that. And then, you know, that's about it. Anyway, we can talk more about it later, but I was in, I'm, I'm glad that I watched it. It's definitely not a movie that I need to own uh, or even maybe watch again, unless I decide to get in, go on like a Tarzan kick and watch a bunch of them all together. But, uh, I guess if that were the case, I'd probably just end up going back and rewatching Greystoke or some of those other older Tarzan movies. All right. So some news, first piece of news that I wanted to talk about 
uh, with you in particular, is this new voodoo thing that they have announced uh, within the last week where they're going to be doing, what is it called? Like voodoo on us or something. Yeah. Voodoo on us or movies on us. Movies on us. Yeah, you're right. Um, So they're basically offering free movies to watch through voodoo uh, that are ad supported. I was looking through the, the options they have about um, like a couple hundred movies, I think available to watch for free with ads. And it seems like a pretty decent selection of stuff. Uh, If you don't, already have the blu-rays or if you don't already have maybe access to those movies streaming elsewhere because i know some of them are available on other streaming services but um anyway i thought it was you know it's an, it's an interesting idea and i mean it's cool to see voodoo trying to get more people to you know get in on, get in on their platform yeah i mean i'm excited to see i haven't tried it out yet um but I'm excited to see how often they'll rotate new titles in and out of that group. And I'm hoping that it will increase user base for them because, um, I'm, (laughs) I'm fairly well invested in voodoo at this point, as far as my collection on digital goes. So I'd love to see the site stick around a little longer. And if this is something that could help them, um, you know, prolong their life (laughs) as a site or as a, entity that people watch movies on then uh, all the better so let them hulu it up one thing that we've talked about over the past couple of episodes well actually i guess for several months now but more notably when the uh news of filmstruck going up on uh october 19th which would have been yesterday um you know we talked about it on the podcast and just a couple of days ago right before or the day before it was supposed to launch they announced that the the launch was on hold um, just for a couple of weeks so that they could refine the sign-up process is what, what they described it as. Um, so it's going to now launch in November. Um, I think, I don't know if they have a firm date yet, but I know I've seen November 11th being thrown around as uh, an important date in some of the articles that have been written about Filmstruck. Um and there's a lot of confusion or and uh you know debating back and forth on uh on various forums and, and discussion groups that I've seen where they I think that they're it's not clear as to like whether or not the criterion channel, the add-on channel that you can get uh with with your filmstruck subscription is gonna be available on the first day when Filmstruck goes up, or if that's going to be available on November 11th, which is something like a date that, you know, various outlets have included in their write-ups of, of the service. Um, and I think fil- November 11th is, has been like the date when the films are coming down from Hulu. And so that would make sense in that, like maybe there needs to be like this, you know, they come down from Hulu and then they go up on Filmstruck as like, because both services are, you know, saying like, well, we're the exclusive home of Criterion right now. And so maybe they can't both be, you know, there can't be any kind of like crossover period where they both have the streaming library. Um, but I, I don't know if that has been cleared up on uh, from Filmstruck's social media people. I know that they are being like, you know, asked a lot of questions 
uh, and re trying to reply to as many as possible, um, as clearly as possible. But that is, uh, that is, you know, it's kind of sad that they weren't available to, or, you know, they weren't ready to launch this week. But I think everyone is being, you know, very patient with them and saying, you know, well, hopefully you'll get it right when you launch it and don't, I mean, it would have been really sad if they had tried to launch this week and then there had been like, you know, huge problems or technical difficulties and people would have been frustrated right away. And so, I'm, you know, it's probably best that they just waited and, uh, you know, delayed it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> as much as I may not join right away, I definitely support um, this venture and want to see them do well and, and have sort of a general positivity about the whole thing. Let's talk real briefly about um, the Criterion titles that were announced for January. So they, they announced four new things. Uh, they're going to be releasing Something Wild, uh, the 1961 film. Um, they're going to be releasing uh, Black Girl, the Usman Semben film from 1966, uh, His Girl Friday from 1940, and Fox and His Friends from 1975. Um, His Girl Friday obviously had been teased at previously in the wacky new year or wacky email newsletter drawing and uh fox and his friends was available previously on hulu black girl is something that we've known about for a while now when i think they were showing it at maybe the new york film festival last year but then janice had briefly had uh toured the film theatrically um here in the states i think the something wild release is probably the most um surprising of the bunch just in that it was some it was a title that hadn't been teased at or rumored in any way so i think uh, it was a nice little surprise yeah i uh, feel like <clears throat> i've heard kim morgan talk about that movie somewhere um and so i've been curious about it so that that's definitely one i want to check out and she's going to be on the criterion release kim morgan is Not um, she's going to be talking with the director uh, about the film great awesome yeah that's definitely that and his girl friday were the Sort of made the month for me. Interesting uh, side note about the release of um, uh, His Girl Friday is that they're on the disc is going to be a, and actually I think it might be a two disc release now, but there's going to be a new 2K restoration of the 1931 film, The Front Page, which is going to be, uh, it's, it's being made from a new print uh, of the director's preferred version. And, um, I think this one just recently got a Blu-ray release from Kino, I think. There was like a Kino Classics version of uh, the front page, which came out in August of 2015. And so this is going to be a new, um, you know, a a new restoration from a, from a, a different print from what was on the, the Kino Blu-ray. So it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how the two compare. And then... Black Girl has been previously available from the BFI in the UK. Uh, this one, they do say they do list like that there will be more supplements listed later. Um, it seems like it's going to be from the same restoration. They're going to have this the short film Borum Serret, uh, and then you know new interviews and excerpts from uh, this this documentary or from this uh, broadcast featuring the director. I think there might be. Depending on what Criterion announced, there might still be exclusive supplements on that BFI Blu-ray that uh, might not be on the Criterion one. So uh, the folks at Arrow have announced quite a few things 
coming in January, uh, both to the UK and the US. Um, most notably, they're releasing Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Uh, they're going to be doing a new 4K restoration from the original camera negative, which is going to be an exclusive uh, transfer or you know restoration for this particular release. So it will look different from the Twilight Time release. This is also going to have a brand new audio commentary track from Stephen Prince and uh, as well as an audio commentary track from um, a number of, I think I, I, that must be, the other commentary track must be the one from the Twilight Time release because it has Nick Redman on it. Yep. And then uh, a number of other supplements. This lo- this release looks pretty awesome. I have the other, uh, I have the Twilight Time Blu-ray, but I think I might have to import this one too. They're also doing Takashi Miike's Black Society trilogy uh, in the UK and the US. Um, three films in this release. Um, I think it's the, let's see, the, the Shinjuku Triad Society, Rainy Dog, and Ley Lines. And then a couple of other things. There's going to be doing the Donnie Darko announcement in here. Is this like a non-limited edition version? Oh yeah, so there's a limit. So the limited edition one is coming out uh, in December, and it's limited to five thousand. And then this January release is a um, non-limited edition version. They've also now uh, re-announced, I guess, the Raising Cane release, which is something that they had delayed. But this is um, they've now detailed that it's coming out on January thirtieth, and they are putting together a. Um, limited blu-ray which is going to have three discs it's going to have the theatrical version as well as supplements and then the director's cut which is what you know the one that uh, screen factory just released this one is going to have um the director's cut you know with recut by uh pete gelderblom um, as well as a the video essay which is i think still maybe available online to watch but basically talking about you know what went into recutting the film to make it more like the the director's original intentions. I think that's about it. They're also going to be doing a um they're reissuing dual format editions of Blood Rage in the UK and the US on uh January 23rd and 24th. Of these ones I I I still haven't pre-ordered that Donnie Darko release, but uh I I think I'm going to try to get the the limited edition version. Um just to have kind of the big ridiculous box set version of it. I'm on the edge of that. I might do it, but I'm kind of holding out for a Scream Factory, Shout Factory, or somebody mm-hmm. stateside. So some news. Uh, Kino has announced that they're going to be releasing the uh, the Hitchcock film Lifeboat, which had previously been released on uh, from Masters of Cinema, I think. Uh, years ago and I, I, I've been surprised that this one hasn't been uh, available or you know like hasn't come to the U.S. yet uh, on Blu-ray but uh, it's nice that it's finally here I have the the Masters of Cinema I think I have the Steelbook version of it that I got during one of their sales at some point along the line yeah very cool I I think it's kind of an anomaly because it's a I think Fox owns the rights to that one oh, uh-huh. so that might be why we get a loose Hitchcock movie from Kino, but maybe there's something else they can snap up and put out. Speaking of Kino, some big news on the Kickstarter front of things. 
Um, so we've in the past talked about the the African American uh, box set, uh, African American filmmaker box set. Uh, they have now unveiled their latest Kickstarter project called Pioneers: First Women Filmmakers. This is a new. Uh, let's see. I'm going to pull up their Kickstarter campaign. So right now they're raising forty-four thousand dollars to produce a new uh, Blu-ray and DVD box set uh, featuring five discs. It's going to have an 80-page booklet, and uh, you know it's going to be similar to that African American filmmakers box set. Um, you'll be able. They're still working out the full list of films, but uh, it looks like it's going to be very exciting. I think um, it's similar price levels. I think, or you know, donation uh, backer levels. I think if you do the hundred dollar level, is where you get the the Blu-ray. Um, there are lower levels. You know, you can do like five dollars, fifteen dollars. Um, I think if you just donate twenty five, you can get your name in the booklet. Um, if you do 35 that you can get, uh, you get, you can pick from one of several Blu-rays. Um, and then as it goes up, you get more and more things. Um, last time with the African American filmmaker box set, they did like various high level, uh, ones where if you donated like a couple hundred dollars, you could pick from, um, a number of, uh, releases, this time around, if you do like a, let's see, the $500 level, which is like the most, I think, before you get to like a thousand, um, you get a gift pack of 25, you know, classics releases, and you can choose from a list of uh, 150 DVDs and Blu-rays. So, you know, the, the math works out pretty well, I think, for some of those bigger bundle pledged levels that they do but i know you know some of the listeners uh did it last time and managed to score uh pretty big but uh this is definitely interesting and you know it's it's pretty neat to you know donate uh at some level and still get your name in the book you know it's so cool to open up that african-american cinema box set and flip open the you know read through the book and see the list of kickstarter contributors and you know recognize a handful of names from people that i follow on twitter or people that i know listen to the show and um it's pretty neat so I'm, I'm very i can't wait to see you know how this box set turns out and what um you know what they managed to put on it they've already they're about halfway done and they just launched it a couple days ago so i think i don't think they'll have any problem getting to forty four thousand dollars, and um hopefully if they pass that then they can you know, add more films or maybe add more discs or well, I guess we'll see uh, what the what the stretch goals look like once they once they hit their main one. Uh, let's talk about the the Twilight Time stuff that had been announced. They've announced the January and February 2017 titles. Uh, I'm just going to pull up their their note, their their infamous uh, uh, release schedule note that they update uh, instead of you know, just putting this stuff in a new post, <laughs> they they always reference this older one, which is fine. Um, so on, so the January titles are coming out on January seventeenth, and then the February titles are coming out on Valentine's Day. They're doing uh, four releases, I think, uh, per month. That's an interesting thing to note because this year had been five and sixes, 
and they're maybe scaling back. Well, that's interesting also because the Criterion uh, titles for January also scaling back a bit. And then I think even the the Arrow stuff, when they made the announcement like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to announce our January titles uh, this week. You know, they'll be less than usual, but, uh, you know, we're still happy with it. Like all three of these companies all kind of scaling back uh, in January. I don't know if that if that's anything, you know, to worry about or if it's just worth just interesting to you know have this new uh release you know they're all busy with different things like obviously criterion has a lot uh, of stuff coming up this month and next month um but to have you know to go from i think four in december to four in january it is an interesting you know precedent maybe to set yeah yeah i'm just curious Uh, hopefully it doesn't mean anything too significant other than that's just how they want to focus on and and maybe they just were realizing okay we're just putting out too much stuff at this price point we can't we just can't move enough units so let's scale back just a little bit and you know four is fine four is good and there and it's a good group i mean two for the road and the mad magician are absolute must-haves for me in, in January and then chilly scenes of winter interiors kiss of death. I mean, edge of attorney, actually all of February looks great. Um, so especially chilly scenes, which is one of my favorite movies and which, um, hasn't really had a great DVD release, had like a made on demand double feature MGM with cutters away. Um, but really is a movie that, doesn't get its due it's a great john hurd movie and I, I i absolutely adore it so i'm so excited they're putting that out i'll put a link in the show notes to the facebook note and you can go check out uh what's coming out in january oh you know another twilight time piece of news um something that was kind of interesting uh they have there's a there's a few titles on sale right now uh over at twilight times website um including things like Mind Warp and Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and Bonjour Tristesse, but also American Buffalo is on sale uh, over at Twilight Times website. And you might be thinking, wait, didn't they just put that out of print? And you would be correct in thinking that, but looks like they got it uh, back in print, or at least what they uh, what they say in their Facebook comments for this is that uh, it went out of print. And then we were asked by the studio to put it up for sale again. And uh, that's a very interesting uh, thing to have happen. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. You know, hopefully no one bought it in the hopes that their copy would become more valuable when it went out of print, uh, only to have it now come back into print. Um, Well, actually, I don't know if in print is this is the right term for this thing to be because they they probably pressed a number of copies of it. And so now they have these copies that they still, you know, need to sell at some point. So, um, it is very, very curious. Yeah. I've never heard of that sort of thing happening. The, um, Kent Jones documentary Hitchcock Truffaut, uh, about that, you know, kind of legendary meeting between, uh, Francois Truffaut and Alfred Hitchcock is going to be coming to Blu-ray on December 20th. Uh, the Cohen, actually, no, I think Universal Home Entertainment is going to be releasing it. I thought the Cohen group was the one who had released it, um, but maybe they didn't plan on doing a Blu-ray. And so anyway, Universal is going to be releasing it uh, on December 20th. 
if you haven't had a chance to watch it yet, then you definitely should. Uh, the the Blu-ray is going to feature a Q&A with Kent Jones and Noah Baumbach um, and uh, a number of other supplements. So um, I, I watched the documentary and I thought it was great. Nice. Um, if you have that book or if you know you know if you love the book or if you've heard the the recordings between Truffaut and Hitchcock um then this is a, a documentary that you have to watch it's fanta- it's fascinating Warner Archive uh put up the Peter Potamus show on the WB shop um I think for next month Oh yeah so it's coming out on November 1st Yeah and um so that's more Hanna-Barbera that's Quickie Qual and Peter Pot- uh, Potamus in close succession and uh, I'm always a fan of more Hanna-Barbera from them so and by the way I know I, I talked about Quickie Koala last show but I got a chance to watch a little bit more of it with my daughter and there's sort of a Marx Brothers tie-in which I had forgotten about in that Crazy Claws one of the side characters is straight up do you know a Groucho Marx clone uh, yeah <laughs> so that is delightful so out on Blu-ray this week from the Criterion Collection, we have the first film uh, in the collection from Luis Garcia Berlanga, uh, The Executioner. This is the 1963 film uh, from from Berlanga. It's kind of a black black comedy. Uh, you know, very exciting. I, this one is, uh, I think, available streaming on Filmstruck, or at least it was during the beta. And uh, I think they might even have more films from him uh you know, in the works. This week uh, is the release of the new film starring uh, Viggo Mortensen, um, Captain Fantastic. This is one that I uh, really wanted to see when it was out theatrically, and uh, I missed it, and so I'm very excited now to have a chance to watch it on home video. Yeah, I just got this on digital and because uh, I've heard really good things, and uh, my wife and I haven't had a chance to watch it. Um, we did watch Nerve, which is also out this week. It's kind of like the modern day equivalent of the game. Okay. Uh, where a bunch of <clears throat> younger people, they, <clears throat> it's interesting. And I think the, the premise is in, intriguing enough that it, people should give it a shot. But basically it's like, you, there's a game called Nerve and these kids play it. And basically they are given, um, a, a, n- a number of dares to do in real life and they have to film the dares on their phones as they do them. And if they, each time they do a dare, they, they end up picking up more watchers because you can sign up for the game as a player or a watcher. And the person with the most watchers, um, you know, squares off against the other player with the most watchers and for the, for the win, but there's a little more darkness to it. And, um, but it's a thing where, like, my wife and I are watching it and we're like, why is this not a thing already? It just seems like something, a natural extension of social media. Like, outside of the fact that it's very dangerous <laughs> and somebody would get sued, it's um, it's an, just an intriguing sort of thing because, you know, they, when you sign up for the game, they draw all kinds of information from your social media profiles, which would be the equivalent of, like, when... Michael Douglas goes into the office um, in the game and they to ans- ask him all those questions and they, you know, do all those tests on him to try and figure out how to make the game work for him and whatever. Anyway, so it's intriguing. It's an intriguing little movie with um, Emma Watson and uh, James Franco or Dave Franco. 
Um, worth a look. Screen Factory this week is releasing The Exorcist 3. Uh, this is the one directed by William Peter Blatty, the author of uh, the book, The Exorcist, um, starring George C. Scott and Brad Dourif. Um, did you get it? Have you had a chance to watch this one yet? I just got it, um, and I haven't had a chance yet, but I'm a big, big fan of Exorcist 3. I think it's, and it's <clears throat> been great to hear so many people um, come out in support of the movie because um, I felt like it was kind of a marginalized cult favorite for a while, but it seems like a lot of people legit really love it. So it's, it's great. Another great collector's edition from them. They're just on a roll. Also out this week is the 17 disc limited edition box set of the Herschel Gordon Lewis feast. Uh, this is the one that arrow is putting out here in the States and in the UK. Um, it hasn't sold out yet. Uh, it is, you know, a it's $160 right now on Amazon uh, for 17 discs. So it's, you know, a, a deal, I guess, for anyone out there who's wanted to get uh, a decent edition of these films, which have been, you know, like complicated, I guess, to find copies of. Um, but this is a dual format release. You're getting the Blu-rays and the DVDs and, um, you know, a lot of material to watch. Yeah, and it comes in a cereal box-sized um, case, uh, I guess. Have people... Oh, you know, actually, I think I did see someone, one of the horror websites got it and has yeah, already bloody, started... Bloody Disgusting has a exclusive look. Where they took some pictures of it. Yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, also, this week is that Hunt for the Wilder People <laughs> BDR that we talked about last week. Such a bummer. I yeah. mean, it's it's one of those where I'm really conflicted because I do still think, like we said one of the best movies of the year for sure. Um, but yeah, BDR, that's a bummer at twenty six ninety nine. Also a huge bummer. I did get a tweet from uh, our friend who runs the foreign exchange Blu-ray and he um, was, he was saying that someone had already gone into his uh, shop and asked for like a, you know, a foreign version of this film on Blu-ray um, I think right now the only other one that's out there is the the one from Australia. I don't know if there's a UK version of it yet. The one that's on Amazon UK is the one from Australia. I think someone just imported it oh. uh, or is selling it from Amazon UK. Anyway, so I think I think right now if you want to get a better version than the, the BDR that's being released here in the States is to or import the, the Australian version of it. But uh, it's not, you know, it's not wildly overpriced or anything. So I think you can, you can get it for, uh, you know, probably under $30. Also out this week is the Mad Max High Octane Anthology Collection. This is the one where you'll be able to now own a the black and white version of Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I don't need to necessarily buy this huge box set uh, that they're releasing but uh, I am glad, or I will be, I'm very interested to check out the, the black and white version uh, of Fury Road. Also out uh, this week from uh, Olive is the Olive Signature Edition of the John Ford, John Wayne collaboration, uh, Quiet Man, also starring Maureen O'Hara. Um, you know, uh, it seems like these Olive... Uh, signature editions are doing pretty well so far for them, and uh, I'm very curious to see how this one turned out. 
Yeah, and Night of the Grizzly comes out. That's the other one um, from the Olive Signature line. Um, I just got my copies of these two, so I haven't had a chance to watch yet. But, you know, I was really happy with the last round, so I'm, I'm feeling good about these. A couple of other ones. The Kino is releasing uh, Boy on a Dolphin this week, starring Alan Ladd and Sophia Loren. This features a new 4K restoration of the film, um, but uh, I it's, it's one that I'm interested in checking out. And then in the UK, this is the the week where uh, Indicator is releasing films like Body Double and Christine. Um, the prices right now are down to twelve ninety nine pounds, so um, it'll be. Uh, I'm curious. I, I I was I don't know if any reviews have started going up it for those, but. Um, I'm interested. Me too. They're sort of mysterious at this point. Yeah. Um, and then also, as we mentioned last week, the new restoration of uh, Nicholas Rogue's The Man Who Fell to Earth from Studio Canal is getting a Blu-ray release. There's a um, limited edition version and a regular one, which is, I think, fifteen ninety nine. Uh I don't know if the limited edition version is sold out. I think it was unavailable to order uh, on Amazon UK the last time I looked, or at least someone had tweeted at me saying, um, oh, no, that's not true. It's it's available. So uh, it's right now you can get it for £20, uh, and that one comes with, I think, several discs as well as maybe the soundtrack is included as well. Um, oh, yeah, so you get... Uh, the John Phillips uh, soundtrack uh, as a CD. You're also getting art cards, a poster, a press book, um, and then, you know, new interviews and supplements and whatnot. There's also a, a quad set of releases from um, Vinegar Syndrome, which is, their, I think, one of their biggest Blu-ray groups they've put out to date. Um, it's Death Row Game Sh- Show, which interestingly was put out on DVD by Code Red. So I guess um, somebody sneaked something out from somebody, but that's cool. <laughs> Has there been any uh, any complaining by, I, by anyone? Uh, I haven't I haven't read. I don't go on the Code Red Facebook very much, but I'm certainly happy Vinegar Syndrome has it. They do a great job with their releases and better than Code Red, to be completely honest. So... Um, that's great. You know, um, there's a movie called Hobgoblins, which a lot of people will know from Mystery Science Theater, which is a really cheesy Gremlins knockoff, really low budget, really silly. And then a couple more that I don't really know, um, a double feature of Murder Weapon and Deadly Embrace and something called Nightmare Sisters, which I haven't seen. But um, they've turned me on to some interesting films, so I'm certainly curious about these. I gotta say, like, I'm looking at Vinegar Syndrome's website right now, and we've mentioned this, you know, like, before, but they do such a good job with their cover art, um, you know, keeping it clean, you know, using poster art, um, big thumbs up for me on, on their design. I mean, even if these movies aren't necessarily movies that I want to go out and get, you know, all of them, uh, they do, they do such a great job for, of, you know, releasing the movies that they have. Yeah, I, I, I'm all about supporting them because of their approach and the care that they take. I mean, it's crazy the amount of work they put into these fringe genre titles. Yeah. Um, they also just announced 
Death Machines and Jack Frost. Yeah, killer, I'm, I'm the looking at the Killer Snowman movie. I'm looking at that lenticular cover uh, image, like staring <laughs> at it right now. It's like the snowman turning into this evil snowman over and over again as this little gift. But uh, man, that looks awesome. Yeah, they're just they're just something else. I, I I'm a big fan. And I love that they do the monthly packages also where you can get them at a discount if you want to just buy all the titles for a month. Yeah, it's great. They really do seem to have the collector in mind. All right. Well, I think that's about it for uh, the releases from uh, the 25th. Uh, We'll be back next week to talk about some titles for November 1st, I think is when uh, the next... Yeah, so next week on November 1st, a lot of good stuff is coming out. The new Star Trek movie, Star Trek Beyond, the new Batman animated film, Return of the Caped Crusaders, featuring Adam West. All right, everyone, thanks for downloading the show, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.